0: Hello, and welcome to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. I'm Bobby Newman, and this week I'm speaking with a team of researchers who spent four years studying the scale-up of reading recovery, an early intervention designed to improve literacy achievement in struggling first-grade readers. Their study, The Impacts of Reading Recovery at Scale, results from the four-year I-3 external evaluation, involved more than 1,200 schools in the United States. This study was recently published in Educational Evaluation Policy and Policy Analysis. We welcome Abigail Gray, Phil Serenides, both researchers with the Consortium for Policy Research and Education at the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education, and Henry May, Director of the Center for Research in Education and Social Policy at the University of Delaware School of Education. Welcome all. Thank you,
1: Bobby. Thanks for having
2: me. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks for having me.
0: The evaluation of Reading Recovery is one of the most rigorous and comprehensive studies of education intervention at scale. In previously published research, Reading Recovery was found to positively impact student achievement for first graders. Can you share with us the focus and importance of this current study?
3: The grant was awarded to The Ohio State University and the evaluation was conducted by CPRI at the University of Pennsylvania in collaboration with CRESP at the University of Delaware. One of the things I think is important is that we're looking at reading recovery at scale. Uh, We need programs that are effective and replicable, but also scalable and sustainable. The I3 evaluation of reading recovery demonstrates uh, the feasibility of scaling up an effective intervention. So as you said, this evaluation is one of the largest randomized trials ever conducted in schools, and the impacts on student reading skills is among the largest of any intervention that has been rigorously evaluated. Uh, Previous evaluations demonstrated that most low-performing students who participated in reading recovery improved to their peer levels in reading and writing by the end of the intervention. It probably makes sense to just also describe what reading recovery is.
0: That's what I was going to ask. Like, give us some background about reading recovery.
3: Sure. Uh, reading recovery is a sustained, intensive intervention. It is a short-term intervention that promotes literacy skills by providing individualized lessons to first-grade students who are struggling in reading and writing. Uh, the program is a is, is a supplement, the supplementary program delivered by trained Reading Recovery teachers in daily 30-minute pullout sessions over the course of 12 to 20 weeks. Uh, 62,000 students received Reading Recovery and over 300,000 other students were served by Reading Recovery teachers trained under the I-3 grant. We found significant positive effects of Reading Recovery on students' reading achievement and a similar pattern of large gains for students attending schools in rural areas and for students who are English learners. Uh, After receiving Reading Recovery, we found that students' uh, general reading achievement was equivalent to the 36th percentile for students nationally, while the average score for the students in the control group was equivalent to the 18th percentile for students nationally. That's a difference of 18 percentile points, a remarkable finding.
0: So those were the findings for your initial studies that you conducted over a four-year period. What was the impetus for this paper?
3: Uh, This evaluation had a rigorous design that included parallel randomized control trials and a regression discontinuity design, uh, along with a mixed methods implementation study that focused on fidelity, understanding the the control condition, and looking deeply at the uh, implementation of the intervention at the lesson and at the school levels. All of that together helps to provide a lot of new useful information, not only about the impacts, but also around some of the uh, challenges and some of the critical implementation factors for implementing uh, an intervention such as reading recovery at scale.
0: This study is important because it shows how such a large scale intervention, such as reading recovery, can be scalable across different locations?
3: Yes. The I3 scale-up of reading recovery was highly successful in many respects. The scale-up surpassed the targets for training of teachers, school recruitment, and students served. Jerry D'Agostino and Emily Rogers at The Ohio State University were responsible for implementing the national scale-up under the I3 grant, along with the regional training centers, and this included recruitment, training, and implementation. This newer
2: paper summarizes the results across all four years, and to the credit of Ohio State, the Ohio State University and the, and the regional training centers, the university training centers, um, the ability to scale up this intervention in such a broad way in such a short period of time is incredibly impressive, given that they were able to do this successfully and maintain consistently positive impacts and sizable impacts across the scale up.
1: And I think I would add to that also that their ability to do that is really important, not only in terms of our ability to complete this particular evaluation, but also this is a really unique and sort of prescient demonstration of the extent to which it is possible to scale up an effective program in a way that maintains its effectiveness. So this is not just this study is important both for what we learned about reading recovery, but also for what we were able to demonstrate about the um, feasibility of, of um, scaling up an effective program.
0: And then yeah, so. also, what's important for people when they read research, a lot of times they'll say, well, this isn't really applicable to my setting, so I can't, you know, I wouldn't be able, it's a well done study, it had great findings, but I can't apply. Uh, this, the findings to my setting. So what this evaluation does is it shows it is applicable across many different contexts and settings. Is that a, a good takeaway that someone could have from your study?
2: I say yes.
3: Yeah, I There's say a
0: yes too. So. Abby, one of the things you presented in this paper were the findings about fidelity. You found that the Read and Recovery Program was implemented with high fidelity across the different school settings. Why is fidelity such an important finding, and why do people in the research community or practitioners and policymakers, why should they be concerned with fidelity and program implementation? Well, in the context
1: of a study like this, an evaluative study, there are a couple reasons why we care about fidelity as much as we do. One is that we want to make sure that any impacts that we observe are in fact the result of the program itself. So if the program is not being implemented in the way that was it was designed and intended to be implemented, or if it's not being consistently implemented in that fashion, then we have to ask questions about whether the, the impacts that we observed were from the intervention or from some other combination of things. So in this case, we were able to observe that there was good fidelity to the program model across the sites that we're implementing. So we know that the, the uh, impacts that we observed are in fact the result of the imp- this program being implemented as it was designed. Secondly, it's really useful in terms of a project like this because we're interested in scale up. And in order to scale up a program, you have to know what the, what the uh, uh, program design is. And adhering to that program, program design across the scale-up ensures that um, the kinds of uh, impacts we observe in one place can be replicated in another place. I think it's also important to mention that that we observed in this study, certainly as in many other studies, that fidelity is, is necessary but not sufficient for understanding a program's implementation. So we focused on fidelity, but we also focused on a lot of other aspects of Read and Recovery's implementation in order to develop a really deep understanding of of the context in which it was implemented and how those contexts affected the way the program was used. So that's kind of a quick summary of why we pay attention to fidelity.
2: I would say that our team is fortunate in that uh, we were uh, specifically trained to do these sorts of work, these sorts of studies in our training as a graduate student. We happened to enter the field of professional researchers around the same time that randomized experiments were really ramping up. Now that said, as you pointed out earlier, Schools are often concerned about the degree to which research evidence actually relates to their context. That's something that randomized experiments continue to struggle with because they're often done on relatively small scales in specific contexts.
3: What what Henry was saying is is so true. Generalizability for RCTs is is important. Uh, At the time of this study, I think there was increasing attention to the external validity and experimental research. And increasingly we're recognizing that this is an important area for people to work on. Uh, We might say traditionally RCTs have not been designed for generalizability beyond sort of some planned subgroup analyses. Modern RCTs are doing a better job of addressing external validity concerns through different strategies, random sampling, as well as the design itself this study uh, did have a sort of a multi-site design. So when you're able to couple sort of a randomized block design with multiple measures of implementation, you can really begin to learn a lot about the generalizability of impacts.
0: So what are the next steps you all are taking in uh, your plan to continue the research?
3: So
2: we have a new grant that's sponsored by the Institute of Education Sciences to do an efficacy follow-up study. So the students that participated in the long-term design, the regression discontinuity design, during the original I3 scale-up, well, those students have since progressed into third, fourth, fifth grade, and beyond. And so we're actively engaged in collecting the data on their state test scores in third, fourth, and fifth grade with support and funding from the Institute of Education Sciences. That study is going to run through the next couple of years. And at the conclusion of that study, we should be able to say more about whether and when the effects of reading recovery that we're seeing in first grade are sustained through third grade and beyond. The hypothesis is that students who receive reading recovery and continue to be educated in schools that have good monitoring systems, that those schools are more likely to maintain the effects of reading recovery.
0: Thank you for listening to Research Minutes, our weekly look at breaking research in the fields of education. To share your thoughts on today's topic or to subscribe to future episodes, please visit cprehub.org. You can also keep up with all of our video interviews, podcasts, research notes, and informative discussions by following cprehub on Twitter. We look forward to you joining the conversation.